to In My Mug, episode 354, on Monday the 31st of August 2015. As always, I am Stephen Layton. Uh, very, very welcome to In My Mug and very, very welcome to the news. Okay, so news. Happy bank holiday. Uh, we're just closed today on the Monday uh, that this has come out. Uh, we're all back to normal on the Tuesday, so uh, normal service shall be resumed. Um, but yeah, I'm on holiday at the moment, if you're watching it on Monday, but I'm probably on the way back on the plane at this point. But yeah, I'm going away for the bank holiday, which is very exciting. Um, I haven't mentioned it for a while, but Tampa Tantrum. We've had some really, really cool videos go, going up there from Prague, which was uh, a coffee event we did uh, a few months back. Um, you should definitely go check those out, uh, tampatantrum.com. Um, yeah, go, go take a look. And I know I've been saying this forever, but our Guatemalans have arrived. They are here. They are going to be on the site very, very soon. Um, but El Bosque Decaf from Guatemala is back for its third year, and you should definitely give that a whirl. So that was the news. Um, focus on this week is going to be on the varietal of Catayi. So the varietal Catayi is a dwarf variety of plant, um, uh, which means it doesn't grow very high, um, and is its most obvious distinguisher. Um, was uh, made in a lab in Brazil in the 1950s, um, and is actually around about 50% uh, of the acreage of coffee in Brazil. So if you think about it that way, Brazil produces 33% um, of the world's coffee, so around about 15% is Catayi. Um, it's related to the yellow Katura and the Mundanovu varietal, and it's a hybrid. Mundanovu having its feet firmly in the Bourbon camp, Katura being a very traditional plant, and it's a, it's a hybrid that grows best at 800 metres above sea level. Um, doesn't grow kind of high, but grows quite wide, um, and there's lots of, uh, lots of yield on it. Um, you end up with uh, much higher percentages uh, of, of um, yield. Um, but its major benefit with it being low to the ground, it means that the wind doesn't get at it easily because it's quite bushy and big um, and strong. So it means that as long as you've got a windbreaker, it tends to be that fruit doesn't fall to the floor. So you end up losing lots of the crop with you know the, the tree getting damaged or whatever by wind. Um, is it particularly pest resistant? And I'm thinking that's probably because of the Katura and the Bourbon history, uh, because those coffees are you know, very typically not um, not particularly resistant. So the numbers is it, it's a variety is Catayi. It's related to Katura and Mundanovu. Uh, originates from Brazil. Grows best about 800 meters above sea level. Is a hybrid. Um, is very prevalent in Brazil, but a lot of Central South America. Um, mainly yellow fruited, uh, but you do find some red. Um, the fruit is very round, um, normal looking kind of leaves, very standard size and shape, but its biggest uh, kind of spotter, if you like, is that it's a dwarf and it's a small plant. And that was Focus On! So we should get into this week's coffee. Um, Finca La Escondida is close to Lake Apanas, uh, which is very close to the town of Ginatega. Um, the straight translation to English from Escondida is hidden. And that's mainly because this farm is properly hidden from the road. Um, it's very close to it, but there's forest and trees in the way. 
Um, so yeah, very, very, very much in. And it's interesting that it's an incredibly young farm. Um, the trees were first planted there in 2006. Now this is unusual. You don't see new farms, new coffee farms being planted so much. Um, uh, and with what we know now to what we knew before, when you do find a, a spot, it's much easier to kind of pick the varietals that go in there, but also better to pick an environment that's going to be suited best to coffee. And this is definitely one of these uh, these farms and, and definitely an upside from being able to plant from new. Um, Katae was uh, planted there purely because they, they, they'd got a lot of wind cover with the forest around it and stuff and they knew that it would actually grow really well uh, w without the wind and they, they took agronomic advice as well um, and the you know agronomist looks at soil quality, sun exposure, temperature ranges, the weather conditions that are exposed there um, and the agronomist was like this should be cat IE um, and, and that's why they did. Now there are some downsides to having a new farm. Uh, one of those downsides that it can take a little while to build up quality uh, and a cut profile. Um, and it can sometimes be hard because you may not have the necessary processing skills, picking skills, um, staff to work the farm um, because it's a new farm and you know people take time to learn and, and, and achieve. But this comes from the Maresh family. Um, and the Maresh family uh, already own six farms uh, and have owned farms for their entire lives. Um, and they have an infrastructure and a group of people. So a lot of people were moved into the farm, were given brand new housing, um, you know, were given brand new responsibilities. Uh, lots of investment went in. They also own the neighboring farm San Jose. Um, and San Jose uh, does an amazing job of uh, of quality so lots of the pickers were coming across to, to help um with the different uh different jobs and different roles so they've done a really good job of mixing the the two teams together um so that new farm issues that you can have sometimes um disappears um, we should go through the numbers so it's from nicaragua uh, from the municipality of uh loop loop low i think it is sorry, uh, in the department of Ginotega. Uh, the farm is called Escondida. The manager is called uh, Bonagiri Montenegro. Um, it is a 92 uh, uh, manzana farm, um, of which three is a protected area. So the 89 is uh, planted with coffee. Um, it has an uh, altitude of 900 to 1200 meters above sea level. Um, it uh, has Bourbon on it, it has Java, it has Katura, it has Lorina, um, and it also has Katayi. Um, and this is um, a dry fermented, uh, so it's pulped, fermented, dry, and then washed. Um, and yeah, that's everything. So we should go and look at this week's map bit, which I'm fairly confident is going to be pretty amazing. and welcome to this week's map bit we're going up 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 into the space we call it the space because space is just so big uh, and we're looking down upon the uk which way will we go which way will we go we're going to go left because we always go left most of the time and we're going to go down into central america we have so many great central americans we are going to spend a lot of time here over the coming weeks and i make no apologies for that whatsoever because we have some delicious coffee lined up um, and some of those delicious coffees are from nicaragua so we should look there are about 1.1 million people that travel to nicaragua every year it's interesting isn't it 
1.1 million people. Um, you know, and it's not a big touristy place, so that's kind of cool. We're going to go down, 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 and we're going to see Escondida, Milagros, and Limoncillo Triangle. Um, but we are interested in Escondida, so um, we're going to kind of zoom down to Escondida like so. And then you can just see the lake there in the in the forefront, and I'm sure I'm going to get a better lake picture in a minute, but uh, it's really, really hidden from the road. So it's very close to the road, um, but very, very hidden. And there we go. Look at that. So that's the lake. Um, I love that lake. So the lowest point is the Pacific Ocean, and the highest point is 2,438 metres, which for a lot of countries isn't that high. And there's a little typography picture that gives you a good idea. You know, and compared to uh, Honduras above it, you know, it's not super, super high. Um, but uh, there's Honduras there, look. So there's the border, and there we go. Whee, back again. Um, and, and back to that view there of that lake. I actually looked at, on this lake, we're going to go to the island here, I looked at buying that lake, uh, buying that lake, buying that island there, the one straight in front of us, $10,000. That was the map bit. Hope that was good. Um, I, I, my recollections of this map bit is that it is good, but I, I can't remember, so uh, I hope that it was after my bold claim. Um, but I'm sure Roland's daft fact's going to be awesome. As Stephen says, quality on a new farm could be quite difficult to build up, but this coffee was used by the World Barista Champion in 2009, Mr Gwillem Davis from the United Kingdom, and he ended up winning okay with it, so I'd say the quality's already there. I would say it's already there too. I forgot about that. That's a, a very interesting fact, Roland. Well done. And it was actually this lot from this plot, this Katai, um, that he used. And um, yeah, I thought that was very cool. Okay, time to wrap you on pause, go and make tasting delicious drinks. And I can't wait to be back with you in just a second. Right, let's dive into the coffee. So, the espresso. It's quite bright. It's quite zesty. It's quite zingy. For me, I get a real burst of lime. Um, but then it goes into this like, really nice caramel. The aftertaste just kind of carries on and on and on and, and on and on. And it's still going and it's still going. And it's that real caramel. Um, mm, that is really, really good. That is a great espresso. So it gives you all of the hits. So it gives you all of the acidity but doesn't leave you puckered up because it goes into that lovely sweet caramel. So into the milk. That's good texture in Dale, well done. Um, the acidity disappears with the milk. You just end up with that caramel, that smooth kind of Mayfeely caramelly uh, loveliness. Um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's a great cappuccino too. Um, and I don't say that very often, um, but that is really, really good. Um, and the milk texture is really good. Uh, right, into the In My Mug Mug, available on hasbeen.co.uk. So for me, this is the best representation of this coffee from the cupping table. I'm not saying it's the best way, because I think the espresso is pretty killer. But as brewed, 
I always remember this coffee having a beautiful raspberry. Um, and that raspberry kind of mixes in with that lime that's still there. But again, it all at the front. All the acidity is delivered in one big chunk at the front. And you go, ooh, ooh. And then all of a sudden it just mellows into this beautiful, smooth, caramelly, lovely body, thick, viscous, um, delicious flavours. Um, I think that is a fantastic coffee. Um, it's a coffee we don't shout about enough. It just sits there and it sells very nicely to those in the know. Um, and I'm very pleased I've got to share it with you today. Right, uh, time to go. Thank you very much for joining me, as always. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.